0: Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
1: You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast, episode number 59. Hey guys, happy Monday and happy last episode of 2020. We are about to wrap this crazy year up. (laughs) So this episode is pretty cool. If you tuned in Last week, I talked about it at the very end of the episode. Last week, what I was planning on doing this week. So this week, I have my own mom coming on the podcast to talk about when she had me and when she had my sister. So it was three of us on a little got-on-low Zoom call, and <laughs> we recorded this week's episode. So I didn't say this in the episode. Um, maybe I should have. Maybe maybe I shouldn't. Have. I I don't know. But actually. I feel like probably one of the reasons why I became a labor and delivery nurse in the first place was because my mom talked so highly of the labor and delivery nurses who took care of her um, while she was pregnant, you know, when she was having me and when she was having my sister. So that's just kind of a cool little tidbit. Obviously, if it wasn't for my mom and my dad. Uh, I wouldn't be here and mommy labor nurse wouldn't be here. So my mom is a very special, cool person <laughs> because of that sole reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that if she hadn't had the experiences that she had and she hadn't had just talked to me a whole lot about her birth experiences through my life growing up, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have have um, been a labor and delivery nurse. So we talked about my birth first because I'm older than my sister. Those of you who don't know that uh, fact, but my sister and I are about seven years apart. So she started talking about me first and her pregnancy with me and then her birth. And then we talked about Jenna and her pregnancy with Jenna and her, and her birth with Jenna and how different they were. So my pregnancy was very, very difficult, and she had a lot of complications during the pregnancy. And then when labor came around, she ended up having a C-section with me. With Jenna, with my sister, it was the complete opposite. Very, very easy pregnancy and very easy, quick vaginal birth. So it's just cool. I've been meaning to do this, uh, to sit down with my mom and my sister and record this episode and talk about these stories. And yeah, what better way to do it than do it on the podcast. So let's get into it.
0: You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see MommyLaborNurse.com slash disclaimer for
1: more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi Jenna and Mom. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Hey.
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. So, Jenna has been on the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast a few times. How many times, Jenna? Twice, I guess. I'd say times. I'd say twice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we did the pregnancy episode and then we did our podcast or our the postpartum episode. Right. So Jenna's been on here, but we have a new guest on here. <laughs> My mom is going to be on the podcast today, guys. At the end of last week's episode, I told you guys um, that this was going to be an episode to kind of close out the year, an idea that I kind of got and uh, have been saving <laughs> and wanted to do to kind of wrap up 2020. So today we are going to do a birth story, and it's we're going to talk about. My birth when I was born (laughs) with my mom and when my sister was born. So, fun fact um, my mom had two different types. So, she had a C section with me and she had a vaginal birth with my sister. Very different pregnancies, very different deliveries. So, we're going to go through both. Um, But, mom, I always ask people to introduce themselves in the beginning. So, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everybody you know, what your name is, where you're from, what you do, and what you like to do for,
2: I don't know, hobbies and stuff. (laughs) So go ahead. (laughs) Okay. My name is Sharon Heinzelman. Um, I'm currently from North Carolina, originally from New Jersey. Um, Right now, um, my husband and I own rental properties and renovate them, and that's what we do for a living. Um, In the past, I did tech support for software companies and stuff. And um let's see what do I do for fun I play with my grandchildren and <laughs> well, Jenna's cats. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All right cool. All right mom so this is going to be you know very informal going through I what I usually tell people to do is to start at the very beginning so we're going to go back before I was even uh, around and I want you to tell me what, um if you had any issues getting pregnant with me and how that experience was uh in, you know, if, then getting pregnant first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. So let's jump it way, way back. First of all, how, wait, how old were you when you had me?
2: Okay. Well, we were married in 1984. Okay. okay. I was 25 at the time. Okay. Um I originally got pregnant, I guess, in 1987, I guess. Um, and that was actually, I hadn't been trying to get pregnant uh, until that, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, luckily, um, I got pregnant right away. Um, we had been renovating our house at the time, so I didn't want to bring a new baby into a construction area. So I got pregnant. (laughs) Um, I got pregnant. I'm trying to remember. It must've been just after the first of the year and I miscarried. Mm -hmm. I, um, one morning, I know it was Easter weekend because, Oma, your grandma, uh, grandmother, were, was visiting us in New Jersey, and she was just about to leave to drive back to North Carolina, and in the middle of the night, I woke up in a pool of blood, and, yeah. you know, I had to go to the hospital, and obviously, I had lost the baby, so that was that was our first pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, you're not allowed to, you know, try to get pregnant for a couple of months, so... Um, and do you
1: remember how... Uh, like how many weeks you were?
2: I think I was about eight weeks at that time.
1: Eight weeks. Yeah. And
2: I didn't know the sex of the baby and I, I never found out afterwards any of that. And I I probably wouldn't have wanted to know. I don't know. Maybe I would have, I don't know, but you know, things were different back in those days too. So, Yeah. So um, uh, I miscarried that baby. And um, so we didn't try for a while. And I think we actually were renovating our first rental property at that time. So we kind of delayed a little bit more because, again, I didn't want to try to get pregnant while I was, you know, doing construction and painting and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, again, we tried to get pregnant and I got pregnant right away.
1: Okay. So like first month, no issues? Yeah.
2: Yeah. First month we stopped using birth control. Um, So I got pregnant right right away. and Mm -hmm. um, But again, had problems. And, uh, you know, I've told you many times before, I mean, I really almost lost you several times.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. Go back. So I don't know that I even know this, but how, like when you first found out you were pregnant, what did you do? Did you like tell did you and dad take the test together or did you take it and then tell dad or like, what was that
2: experience?
1: I don't even think I've asked. Um,
2: Well, I mean, remember, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Do I remember? Mm -hmm. Honestly, um, I guess we weren't really doing the, um, what's the basal thermometer then Mm -hmm. because we had gotten pregnant right away. So we were okay with that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I knew when I was ovulating and, you know, I, so I would take my test and, you know, he was like, okay, well, what does it say? You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, I mean, he was part of it all along, of course, you know, um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, we were thrilled because we really wanted a baby, you know, um, yeah. and, and had waited a couple of years, you know, but we both love children and we both wanted a baby so badly. So, and had lost our first one. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, were are thrilled. Well, but then again, and I think I got pregnant with you around, it was around November sometime. Okay. I think it was November because yeah. we were supposed to come to North Carolina and it's funny because I hadn't told anybody at my job at the time. I was working at Johnson and Johnson at the time. I hadn't told them the first pregnancy mm-hmm. when I lost the baby, so they knew nothing about that. And I didn't tell them the second pregnancy either because, first of all, I was afraid of losing. You know, you, you kind of are afraid that something's yeah. going to happen again. You're a little yeah, suspicious sure. about things. But uh, it was the day before Christmas break. Um, you know, it was the day we were the last day of working at work, and we were going to have our Christmas holiday. And I started bleeding again. Oh. So my poor boss, I went into him and I said to him, Tom, okay, I never told you, but I miscarried one baby and I'm bleeding with the second baby and I have to go to the hospital right now and I have to leave. <laughs> and he was like panicking, like, do you want me to drive you? What should I do? What should-? I was just, Aww. it's fine. I'm going to the hospital right now. I'm going to meet my husband at the hospital, you know, and I was pretty calm and I drove to the hospital yeah. and, and daddy um, met me there and I was bleeding again. But they put me on bed rest for a couple of days. And we were actually supposed to fly to North Carolina to, to see Oma. Mm-hmm. And actually, Linda was was there too. And we were going to um, fly down and spend the holiday together and, and I, we couldn't go. We had to stay home because, you know, they didn't want me to get on a plane. But you know, I mean, it, it resolved itself, and it was fine. And then I think I must have had one or two more bleeding episodes. I had a lot of different bleeding episodes. But then when I was seven months pregnant, I actually had another serious bleeding episode, and apparently I'd, I I couldn't feel the contractions, but apparently contractions had started. Okay. So I went to the hospital, and, um, you know, my gynecologist basically... Uh, said, okay, we're going to keep you in the hospital for a couple of days. We're going to put you on breathine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they did that. They put me on breathine. And and I guess the contractions, they had gotten it under control enough that I could go home. And I was on bed rest. So for the last six weeks of my pregnancy, up from about seven months to about eight and a half months, mm-hmm. I was on bed rest.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the time, we lived in a two-story home. You don't remember that house. that You were really little. Do you remember that house in New um, Jersey?
1: I think. Yeah. Wait, is it the same house? Like, is it the last house that we lived in before? Yeah, the one that year? we lived yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember it, but I barely, I barely do. I wanted to ask you though before you go into that, um, into into the whole bed rest thing. So, going back to when you had the bleeding episodes in the first trimester, you said they were kind of, kind of all in the first trimester, right?
2: Uh, no, I, no, no. I had bleeding episodes. Yeah. I had that one in the first trimester. Then I got past it and it was okay. And I wasn't, it wasn't like I was taking anything for it. I mean, I was still working. It wasn't, I was, it wasn't like I was on bed rest or anything. Yeah. I was yeah. still working and all of that. Um. But I did have other episodes where I'd spot a little, but then the, the, the serious one was when I was seven months pregnant.
1: And when you would have these bleeding episodes, did they ever, were they doing ultrasounds and like saying, okay, like, did they ever
2: figure out what it, was it coming from yeah. the placenta
1: or like, did they ever figure out exactly why? No,
2: they, not that they, no, I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. And I mean, it wasn't like, they never um said that, 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 and they never saw anything wrong. I mean, certainly I had ultrasounds you know, throughout the pregnancy, but they, I mean, they, and they didn't see anything wrong with you. You know, they didn't see anything wrong with the baby. Yeah. Um, everything, everything seemed to be okay, but no, they never really gave me a reason for the bleeding episodes.
1: Interesting. See now I wonder, I mean, I've looked at ultrasounds (laughs) from when I was born and I mean, it's like, you can't barely even see anything. So I wonder if like the, just the technology has gotten better that they're able to visualize stuff better. Um,
2: I'm sure the or, technology has gotten better and yeah. I'm sure that um you know things are just different um you know yeah. they know a more uh, more about things than they did before and Or
1: do you think that they they maybe knew and they didn't like fully
2: tell you or it just or did they did he just flat out say we don't know what's going on You know honestly I don't remember I mean I don't I, I really I had wonderful doctors I had yeah. I I loved these guys it, it was a group of uh, it was a group in um mount holly new jersey and and they were wonderful doctors and they were i i don't think they would have kept it from me uh they were very open with me um and 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 were very supportive i mean they were real sweet guys i mean after my first miscarriage or you know when i miscarried i literally was in the doctor's office because i had to go to the follow-up appointment and I broke down and was crying, yeah. you know, here I'm in a doctor's office with all these pregnant women or yeah. women who had just had babies and I lost my baby. So, you know, of course you're trying to, you know, hold the tears in. I got into the doctor's office and I just started bawling and yeah. and he was he was the sweetest guy. He's, you know, hugging me and Aww. saying, you'll be fine. You're going to have a healthy baby. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, and, um, you know, and then, like I said, then when I started having bleeding episodes with with you know the pregnancy with you i mean i was like oh my goodness good am i not going to be able to have a child you know that was really mm-hmm. a fear and you know i tend to be so much like my mother in so many ways and my mother never had any problems she had five children and never had any problems so yeah
1: no miscarriages so you no had, you probably had a lot of doubts
2: yeah that, sure that you know really so happened. well yeah. i mean i
1: think that is good to good to say too, and to recognize for pe- people for people to recognize that like what you just said um, about going in and there's all these pregnant women around you, people or people who just had babies, you know, right. postpartum babies. Um, but there are people who come in and they're, I mean, miscarriages happen every single day, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But all right, well, let's go, let's jump forward. You said to seven months, something right. mm-hmm. happened and you started to bleed more. Right. Was that, just a lot more blood or was it more red blood or was it like
3: yeah and did it hurt yeah whenever it happened
2: no i don't really remember feeling contractions um that's Mm -hmm. one i was surprised when they told me i was having contractions because it's not like i I, you know vaguely i i vaguely kind of remember a little bit braxton hicks but i don't even remember that so much you know um so i so no there was no pain it's not like i was in Active labor, yeah. You know, it's just obviously, you know, they put the belt around you and they can—they're measuring contractions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's odd because there, when you talk, when we talk about bleeding during pregnancy, there's really only a f- handful of things that can kind of happen, and it, it's usually either cervical, like cervical bleeding from your mm-hmm. cervix because your cervix mm-hmm. is very vascular and can bleed a lot, mm-hmm. or it's from the placenta in, in some way, you know, there's a couple of different ways that, that the placenta can bleed. Um, but one of the most common thing, uh, one of the most common reasons is called a previa, which is where the placenta is very close to or covering, uh, the cervix and it has a tendency to bleed that is not painful at all, but it's just, mm-hmm you know, it it just bleeds. But you can very, uh, you can see that very well on that ultrasound. So that's why I'm wondering.
2: Oh, that's um, interesting. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, I mean, the technology today, it's just when I saw, yeah. you know, your ultrasound photos compared to the ones I have from yeah. you guys, it's like, you know, night and day.
1: But I mean, I would think in 1989, they would at least I mean, I can Google it and see like when Mm -hmm. they're able to tell where a placenta is on an Mm -hmm. ultrasound. Right. Um, I don't know how the technologies was back then, but I would think that they would be able to. So maybe it wasn't a previa. Maybe it's, maybe it was something, uh, you know, else that we, uh, another reason could be like a, what we call placental abruption where it's like peeling off of the uterus a little bit and bleeding a little bit. And sometimes that can be detrimental and, dangerous to baby because it's you know it's tearing off of the uterus and that's where they're getting all their blood supply but sometimes it's only a minor uh abruption and it's not dangerous to baby at all so that could have been what's going on it's it's interesting that they just didn't really know or you know Mm -hmm. couldn't really tell so all right right, Mm -hmm. so let's so you said yes so seven months they put you on breathene which is Mm tributylene um same you know same thing we we actually still use that but we don't use it um uh for what they used to use it for because they we we use it occasionally in labor if somebody's having contractions like back to back to back to back to back and and a little bit too like we want them to be spaced out a little bit because it's stressing out baby Uh, but we don't use it for preterm labor anymore because it has been shown to have uh uh it can cause like heart issues for mom. Yeah.
2: That I do remember the heart yeah. flutters. Yeah. Your yeah. heart beating. Yeah. The right. palpitations. Right. Yes. So they put I you on remember. breathing. Right.
1: Um, and bed rest. And I was bed rest. on bed
2: rest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we lived in a two story house. So I basically, daddy would make, get me a cooler full of food in yeah. the morning, bring it up. And I would eat from that all day. And the bathroom was up there. So, yeah. you know, I didn't have oh, to go up and wow. downstairs, you know, so we yeah. did that for six weeks. Yeah. Um, wow. and then, um, and then they took me off the breathing and literally a week later you were born to the day. Wow. So, wow. but yeah, and that was, I mean, that was a tough birth. That was a real tough birth. It's funny cause I looked it up. I didn't remember. I was in labor for 19 and a half hours and pushed for two and a half hours, Yeah. but my pelvis never opened up. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you were all the way down on the birth canal and you weren't coming out there was just yeah. no way. So I ended up having a cesarean.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's dive into that birth. So when you got taken off the breathline, the medication, uh, did they say you're okay? You don't have to be on bed rest anymore,
2: or were you? Yes, still- they did. Okay. They said I was okay. And that, you know, now if you were to be born, it would be fine because you were eight and a half months. Okay. So, and you know, so your lungs had progressed enough that you could mm-hmm. be born.
1: So it sounds like you were like
2: 36-ish weeks
1: when that happened. And then a week later you were right around 37
2: 30 right? yeah probably around 37, there 37 38 something like that yeah okay, mm-hmm.
1: okay gotcha yeah. um so then so when you first went into labor tell me what happened was it at night or in the morning or what did you feel
2: yeah it was probably early early in the morning um okay. i just had felt you know cramping mm-hmm. you know it wasn't it wasn't real bad but you know so we stayed home for a little while because of course we didn't want to be in the hospital all that time. Um, and as they progressed, you know, I did what everybody does call the doctor, you know, when there's certain space apart and, uh, you know, then you head to the hospital and that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, I mean, the labor progressed and I had dilated 10 centimeters. So I was fine that way, but you know,
1: I just didn't come down.
2: You just, yeah. I just. <laughs> they said that uh, that you wouldn't fit through my pelvis. That's what they had said to me. Mm-hmm. So they ended up. I mean, they tried forceps. They tried the oh. vacuum thing. That's why the baby pictures of you. You have two black eyes and a cone Aww. head. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, you were in that shape.
3: Um, did they say your pelvis was too small? Because, isn't that like a misconception
2: now? Okay, my belief is because I was in bed rest all that time, Mm -hmm. okay, and I wasn't active. Because doesn't your pelvis, like, open up or something? Don't you have...
1: I mean, it can. I mean, yeah. that's
2: the, That's why we talk about the importance
1: of staying active, you know, during your pregnancy and especially during your labor, staying active.
2: Because you were only uh, six pounds, 10. It's not like you were right. a big baby. You were six pounds, 10 ounces. And Jenna, I mean, you, I had no problem with you. I mean, and you were bigger than she was. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't like later, you know, with the pregnancy with Jenna. Yeah. So,
1: so that's something, no, it's good that Jenna brought that up. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's something that we talk about. That's, that's sort of a myth that a lot of people it's just some kind of something you have to understand. So like it doesn't necessarily, you know, big babies, the, the weight of the baby, the size of the baby's head can play a part in like not being able to fit through, but it's much more important the way that the baby is positioned in your pelvis. So if a baby's head is nice and flexed like their chin is nice and flexed towards uh, their chest and they're coming down at that angle, and their head down, obviously, mm-hmm. and turned in the right way. That angle is a lot smaller than if a baby is like, I mean, you can just think about this. I think, I think you guys can see me still, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think yeah. About like this part of your head is a bigger diameter to, than like right. this back part of your head. Right. So that's what we right, talk right. about with, um, with you know how important baby's position is in there because i see that all the time with women coming in and laboring and they have what we call op babies and their baby is you know that's what happened with rylan and walter they were both Mm -hmm. op and you Mm -hmm. know they're just hidden hidden right that pelvic bone right so that could have been what happened with me um and yeah maybe the prolonged bed rest did play into it you know i just wasn't I just didn't spin like I needed to
2: spin, mm-hmm. and I also had a um, epidural with you, whereas okay. Jen, I did not. So yeah. I know that you said that that's can be a problem as well.
1: Well, and I mean, it doesn't necessarily, maybe not a problem, but it's an intervention, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, yeah. So tell me about that. So when you got to the hospital, you were laboring. Was that your plan to get an epidural with me, or was it just kind of like?
2: Oh, no, my plan was to do it completely naturally. Okay. But as the as the as the gynecologist told me before, he said, that's not something you can make a decision about prior to actually being in labor. So I <laughs> I, I, I learned my lesson like, Oh, no, I'm going to do this naturally. He was like, let's wait and make that decision at that time. Well,
1: he's not all the way wrong. He's not, I, mean, I mean, he's not, you know, I mean, he's that's somewhat I, I can argue against that for sure. Mm-hmm. But Yes, but labor, I think his point is you can prep a lot, but, you know, labor hurts like heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> And mm-hmm. and it's easier for some than, or it's not, not that it's easy, but it's easier to get through than for, for some rather than others. Mm-hmm. And I think the time length goes into. Yeah, that has you know, a, lot a lot to do too. with it. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah and we'll sure. talk about
1: that when we talk about Jenna too, because stark difference between the time. Right. We're in labor. Um, right. and that makes that plays it that makes a huge difference as well. Okay, so you got an epidural. Do you remember like how many centimeters you were when you got the epidural? Mm,
2: no, I don't remember. No idea.
1: No. no. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Yeah. So you got an epidural, probably you progressed till you were ten centimeters and then you started pushing and what happened? I just, did they have you push in all different positions? and Yeah,
2: they had me put, I mean, I was on my back, you know, yeah. um, and like I said, the, the gynecologist, she was, um, you know, she used the forceps, she used the vacuum. I actually literally had a nurse sitting on top of me trying oh. to push the baby out. I mean, she was literally- yeah, don't
1: do that anymore either. Yeah, thank you.
2: Because that was not very <laughs> good. I was like, do you realize I'm a person here? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. So no, that that's was real.
1: actually really dangerous. They use, that's an old school practice. It's called fundal pressure. Um, Ouch. Yeah, not, <laughs> not fun. You think that it, like they used to think to do that to push you know on the top to like try and guide the baby down but it can be i mean we talk about we talked a little bit about a placental abruption um that is really dangerous if your placenta tears off of your uterus uh especially during labor um so you know they found that like it's not such a good idea to do this fundal pressure for one because it can be dangerous for two it's also not super comfortable as you are probably aware (laughs) yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. definitely don't do that anymore that is an Mm -hmm. outdated practice Mm -hmm. um okay so somebody was pushing on your belly Mm -hmm. uh you were doing a bunch of different positions and i just didn't come down and then you said after two and a half hours they told you
2: yeah they basically said it probably yeah they basically said the baby's not coming out we got to do cesarean so they took me in and yeah and did a cesarean and were you allowed to stay awake um, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, cause I had, uh, I, the epidural for some reason, I, I mean, I don't know how long they last, maybe they put more in or something, but I mean, mm-hmm. I remember being conscious, but you know, obviously I didn't feel the bottom half of my body. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah.
1: So what they do, it's probably this, it's, uh, I think it's a little bit different dosage in medication now, that they do, but yeah, use the, if you have an epidural line, they use the same line and they just give you. A like denser kind of medication, um, okay. when you go in for surgery, because yeah, an epidural, an epidural, uh, numbness is a lot different than like sur- than what you want to be for surgery. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know if you can even remember that, but yeah, your epidural is definitely a lot less dense than like you know what they dose you up for surgery because they mm-hmm. have to actually cut into you <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: when you're having yeah. surgery. Mm-hmm. All right, so then. Okay, so we have a C-section. Did you have any complications afterwards, where
2: you were bleeding a whole lot, or kind of? No, no. I mean, you know, other than obviously, um, you know, you're a lot worse off after a C-section. You have a lot more pain. Um, You were pretty bruised up. Um, You had jaundice, Um, and so they had you under the lights, um, and and they had they had you in the NICU. Mm -hmm. So obviously, my main concern was you you know and um it's funny because and I don't remember all of it but I do remember that um you know they would call me and they would say okay you can come down and feed the baby and I'd like take my little pillow and like do my little you know cesarean shuffle and 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 walk (laughs) down there and you know and then after a while for some reason I remember they told me that for a while I had to stop nursing you, I had to pump for a little while, and I don't exactly remember why, I don't know if they needed to know exactly the amount of fluid that you were getting or what, Mm -hmm. Um, but you were in the hospital for, like, I I was in the hospital for, like, seven days, and then they told me I had to go home, because the insurance wouldn't pay for it anymore, Mm -hmm. but they had to keep you, I think, uh, just a day longer, Um, and, um, you know, and that was that, and then, you know, after that, you were fine you you did well and and everything was fine so um
1: yeah i was gonna ask about so the pumping thing they had you pump in the hospital um was that only for like a day or two yeah it
2: was not very long it was not
1: very long yeah okay yeah okay okay yeah i mean i wonder if maybe your milk hadn't come in or something and they wanted they wanted i don't
2: exactly remember why but i just remember them doing it because i because I told you that I, I really didn't like pumping I I, I yeah, never yeah. did you know and 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 you were the kind of baby that you would have nursed all the time if you could you know just yeah. you were it, you know you were easy and and yeah. nursing worked really well for me you know so yeah. um Jenna not so much <laughs> but um you yeah. were were uh you know one that like I said would have nursed I I would just nurse you to sleep and you know mm-hmm. you were easy that way so
1: well it's funny because like i feel like that's i haven't even really talked a whole lot about it on my story or my platform but like ryland is certainly much more of a bottle but ba- a, a mm-hmm. very distracted nurser and much more of a bottle baby and like walter was the opposite he was right. always down to breastfeed i had issues yeah. in my supply with him but he was just like you know like you said i i would like like me I would nurse Walter to sleep. No big deal. Like he took it every every which way he could. And Ryland is like, no, I want it for a few minutes. And then I want to go do something else.
2: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very distracted. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So, all right. Well, mom, let's go into Jenna's birth now. And let's talk about Jenna's pregnancy. So for those of you who don't know, Jenna and I are... Six and a half years, almost seven. Yeah, no, I guess seven. Seven, years seven, seven, yeah, years seven, apart. yeah. Mm-hmm. seven years apart. So it's quite a little while before you had another baby. So can you mm-hmm. go back to when you were getting pregnant? with her, if you had an, if you had any other issues getting pregnant, or if you had any losses at that point. You know, any uh, additional losses before her, uh-huh. or anything like that. Um, and let's talk about Jenna. And Jenna, I'm going to let you. I'll ask questions, too, but I'm going to let you lead and you ask questions if you want to ask questions, because this is all about you now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear
3: more about like your fertility issues, because I know you had a whole lot of issues getting pregnant with me. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, that was the crazy part to me, because like I said, when we, I miscarried, I'd gotten pregnant right away as soon as I stopped using birth control w- with the mis- the baby that I miscarried. With Liesl, same thing. Okay. Um, when Liesl got to be about three, um, we decided to move from New-, New Jersey to North Carolina. So we're relocating. So... um Uh, We relocated and then I started a new job and I couldn't get pregnant right away because of insurance, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, then we decided, yes, we want another baby and we started trying. Now at this point I was actually doing the basal thermometer, you know, where I could tell where I was um, ovulating. I probably, I don't remember if I did that with you, Lise. I can't remember exactly, but, but I I know I did it with Jen.
1: I, I think you said you did in the beginning.
2: With Jen, with you, I don't remember that. I don't remember. But with Jen, I definitely know I was doing it because I, was have tr- I wasn't have I was getting pregnant, which was a surprise to me because, wait, two times before I tried and it worked fine. No problem yeah. at all, right? Yeah. So I was doing it. I was doing whatever you're supposed to do. You know, you take temperature, it goes up, it goes up, you have sex, and then you're supposed to get pregnant, right? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't working. And I mean, this went on for a year. Yeah. Okay. It was a year. And I had wow. gone from my annual gynecological appointment and I brought all my charts to my doctor and I said I'm trying to get pregnant I can't get pregnant look at these are my charts and she noticed right away she looked at them she said oh you're not ovulating every month and oh. she could tell from my charts I, you know I didn't know what she was talking about but you know she could tell from my charts so apparently I wasn't ovulating You know, all the time. Well, I did finally get pregnant with her because at that point she said, you know, how long you've been trying? I said, well, for a year now. And she said, well, if you don't get pregnant soon, you either need to go on fertility drugs or, you know, you're not going to have a baby. And your father definitely didn't want me to go on fertility drugs because my friend had had... 'Cause he didn't want twins twins or triplets. <laughs> <You were laughs> so afraid. he's like, no, Liesel's going to be an only child if this doesn't work. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so but luckily, actually, believe it or not, at that appointment I was pregnant, only a couple weeks pregnant, and I didn't know. It. In fact, I had a mammogram and you know, luckily I told them I was trying to get pregnant, so they put the lead apron on you, so because they don't want the um, the radiation to affect the baby. So, um, so yeah, I did get pregnant, and Le- Jenna was exactly the opposite of you. I never had a bleeding episode. I was active the entire time, literally. And and what they told me was because you miscarried the first one because the second one um, you had lots of bleeding episodes with her and you had to have a C-section, you know, we want, we don't want her to get too big. We're not going to let her get too big. So they were going to induce me because of that. They were afraid that that was the reason that I couldn't have you vaginally.
3: And how old were you at that 37 point? at
2: the time. Uh, uh, yeah. 37 at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So cause your birthday's in June, right. And my birthday's in February, right. Though so I, I just turned 37. Um, so you know, I literally, I knew what day she was going to be born because we had, you know, set up a time. It's like, okay, we're going to be here at nine o'clock in the morning or whatever time they told me, seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and, you know, we'll start the the uh, Pitocin. So, I mean, literally the night before I was up in the attic, I was dragging down all the stuff, cleaning, you know, the nesting instinct, you know. We remember that, Jen, when Jen and Lisa went through the nesting episode, painting oh, yeah. and cleaning and everything, right? I have super <laughs> nesting. So, you know, I, I mean, totally the opposite. And I go in, they start the Pitocin, you know, you you walk around a little bit, you do all that stuff. Um, and actually, I kind of had planned on having a, a epidural. There was no time for an epidural. She.
1: <laughs> okay, so go back. So go back. Okay. So let's go. You said you got induced. Mm-hmm. So it was a morning induction. You came in right? and they started the medication. You walked around for a little bit mm-hmm. um, and you said it went really fast. So what time, ta- do you remember what time they started? You know what? It's funny because I went
2: back to your baby books because, and I actually recorded in the baby books how long my labor was. And with Jenna, it was seven hours, the whole thing. With you, it was 22 hours, I think.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's very uh, normal. First yeah, sure. labor versus second labor, for
2: sure. Although the, the doctor did say to me, "Excuse me for a minute, Jen." That yeah. it was almost like it was uh, uh, um, because there had been such time between the pregnancies. Yeah, that it, my to my body to my body was almost like it was it was a first time pregnancy. Because, I was about you know, to
3: say the same thing. Yeah, since it's such like a spaced out right. two pregnancies, it's right. like your body just kind of starts over or forgets or mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah that makes sense.
1: Yeah. we. I mean that we see that happen too. It kind of, I feel like it kind of either goes, it, you trend towards that or it's just a normal,
2: you know, second pregnancy, things go, go quicker, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. But that pregnancy, like I said, was, I mean, in fact, you know, um, I had been having contractions, you know, and I had one really, really strong contraction. And um, the L&D nurse was in with me and I remember saying to me, oh, I go off at three, you know, I wish I, I, and she had been with me all day, sweetest woman in the world. And she was like, I really wanted to see your baby born. And I had a really bad contraction. And I said, I just, you know, I just, I'm ready to have this baby, you know, because when you, (laughs) when you feel that urge to push, it's literally every muscle in your body feels that urge to push, you know? And I'm like, I'm ready to have the baby. And she's like, no, honey, it doesn't work like that. One (laughs) contraction isn't going to do that. I said, this baby's coming, the baby's coming now. And she's like, she went, she's like, oh my goodness, you know? And I think I went from like four to 10, like in one contraction, I can't even, it was like something crazy. And she was like, don't push because I don't have the doctor here yet. So I'm like sorry, <laughs> you know, it's like you can't stop it, you know. Um so they managed to get him in there like just in time and you know, Jenna was born, boom. Yeah,
1: that's what it's funny that you say that about not pushing because when i had tiffany on a couple weeks ago and talking about her birth with callen she said the same thing she was like i've learned my lesson um to never ever tell a woman (laughs) not to push
2: right Mm -hmm. because
1: you just you literally you can't it's
2: it's, how can can?
3: they not yeah Yeah.
2: literally it is every muscle in your body pushing that baby out it is just Mm -hmm. literally every muscle Mm -hmm. so you know and that's why it's so crazy to me because you think that your first pregnancy should be the easier ones. And as you get older, it's going to be more difficult. Nah. In my experience, <laughs> it was totally the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, that's usually the easier, easier, the, the more babies you have usually the quicker they come. And Yeah. Come. Yeah. I'm honestly
3: surprised. Um, you're, you're preg- You didn't have any problems in your pregnancy or anything because you were 37 and that's Like kind of old, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't offend anybody. (laughs) I (laughs)
3: know. No, no, just like you know. That's why you had so many, like, right. That's why you had so many fertility issues, right? Because you were older. Yeah,
2: definitely. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And like I said, they—that's what they said. They said, you you know, you're not ovulating every month. You know. Right. But I mean, my mother—you know—her last baby was born at 44. I mean, she had. Mm And actually, her first she didn't have her first child until Gary. I think she was twenty seven. In those days, that was late to have a baby. You know, twenty seven. Well, let's
1: go back to when Jenna was born. So you had a VBAC with her. Mm -hmm. How did you feel afterwards? Like, were you like, were you going into it thinking that you were probably going to have another C section with her? Or were you, like, um, you know, I
2: didn't okay, know, I didn't I know did honestly, it. I wanted yeah. to try. I mean, the doctor, they give you that option. I don't know if they still do that, but they had said to me, do you want to try to have, you know, and of course they, what does it have a lot to do with the scar, right? If you have a scar that's horizontal, you can't do it. If you have a vertical scar, you you, you, you can do it yeah. if you have a horizontal. So obviously, you know, um, my scar is horizontal. So I could do it if, 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 if she weren't too big and I didn't have the same issues. But honestly, literally, I felt like a million dollars afterwards because with your pregnancy, first of all, I had had a um, epidural. So, an epidural, you can't even feel the bottom half of your body, right? You know, and you feel, and I and I was going at it for what twenty-two hours, mm-hmm. so I was exhausted. You know, I felt horrible. Uh, with Jenna, I had so much energy. I mean, I, I literally, I remember the nurse saying to me. You know, she, at one point they wanted me to move or something, move from something to something, and I like pushed myself. Up. She's like, "Slow down! You just had a baby." And I was <laughs> like, "I have so much energy. I mean, I really did. I, you know, the difference between a C-section and a vaginal birth t- for me, you know, was a one eighty.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I had so much more energy after the vaginal birth than than the C-section. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
3: well, you had a easier birth uh, with me, but I was a tougher baby, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always say. Liesl was a tough one to, to have, but the easy one to keep Jenna was the tough one to, or the easy one to have, but the tough one to keep. Yes. You were yeah. definitely a tough okay, baby. So
1: wait, I want to ask about that too. So did Jenna, ha- I mean, I know, cause I kind of remember that she was a tough baby cause I was seven, I guess at this point. So I mean, right. I kind of mm-hmm. remember, um, and those of you who don't know Jenna, uh, you know, listening, like Jenna, also now is like the soup, the most chill person ever. Yeah, like she's really. not a right. spaz or anything, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, anything exactly. like she was at, as a baby. Um, but yeah, so mom, do you think she had colic, or do you think like um, she just liked to cry? Like,
3: what do you I just think, I think she was very <laughs>
2: determined. Yeah. It's funny. I was looking in her baby book and they said one, and, and, you know, and it's, and it's funny to look back and, and cause you have memories over the years, but then yeah. if you look back, you had recorded this stuff when you were going through it. And the word I, you know, I think it said something like, um, give one word to describe your child. And I said, determined, I mean, huh? if she wanted something, she wanted it and she was going to get it no matter what, you know? <laughs> so even as a baby and she was, you know, determined, determined to, 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 you know, do what she wanted and, and get what she wanted. And, you know, it's funny cause everybody thought jenna was so shy around people remember and we didn't we were like really because around us she was always cracking us up and she was always like you know the the life of the party and stuff you know and 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 other people would tell us that oh she's so she i've never seen a child that shy you know so
1: (laughs) not so much i feel like you're not really that shy anymore jenna no 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 nah. I'm, I'm I'm a little better now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) A little, a little bit,
1: (laughs) a little bit. bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well let's, before we close, let's talk about breastfeeding. You kind of talked a little bit about breastfeeding with both, but let's talk about, uh, breastfeeding with me and with Jenna and the differences. And if you, you know, had any struggles with me, if you had any struggles with Jenna
2: I never had tr- struggles with like supply or anything like that. That was, you know, and and um, and the situation with also my work situation with different with you, Liesel. I was home. I actually my the job I was working for I got laid off and I um, had thirteen months off with you. Okay, so I was home the entire time. Um, and you wanted like you said with with Wally, you know, you wanted to nurse. You were easy, you know, you yeah. just, and, and for me, nursing was wonderful because I never had to worry about bottles. I never had to worry about preparing anything. It was yeah. just, it was always ready. So that was great. And I weaned you at about 13 months cause I had to go back to work. Um, and the only problem I had, I do remember getting mastitis at that point, like when I was starting to wean you and stuff. Um, but other than that, really no problems. Um, the only problem that I had with you was be- you were allergic to milk, you know, so mm-hmm. it was like getting close to your first birthday and we gave you a little ice cream because I don't know if you remember uncle Mike at his birthday was two weeks before when I was a year old now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you remember Uncle Mike though, but his (laughs) birthday is a couple of weeks before yours. So we had an ice cream cake. So we like, ah, it's a couple of weeks. Let's give her a little ice cream. And you broke out in hives. Mm -hmm. You know, you've always had a lot of allergies. So, um, so we knew that we couldn't go with, once I weaned you, I couldn't, we couldn't give you like milk. milk. So we had to give you soy formula, Jenna, um, basically at around, I don't know, four or five months, kind of like Ryland is doing now. She's like, no, nah, I'm not interested in this nursing thing anymore. You yeah. know, yeah, I have and no, no interest whatsoever.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how he's been lately. Um, I mean, I've been pumping, so like, he's fine. He's still getting breast milk and we're just doing the pumping thing and mm-hmm. he still nurses, fine at night when he's not distracted by anything and he's Mm -hmm. sleepy and he'll nurse just fine. But yeah, kind of the same deal. He just is like, meh, I want to do other things. I don't want to sit here. I'm bored. Like I want to like (laughs) sit up and watch my brother run around.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna, she, she was like, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm fine. Yeah, And she, I vaguely even remember not using a bottle for too long, like going to one of those cups with the two handles because that's what Hmm. she wanted. So did you use formula or did you? You know, I don't even, I I had to have used formula because you can't give a baby milk (laughs) until a year old. So I must have gone to a formula at that point. Right. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And those of you wondering too, I'm not still, well, I'm, I'm like halfway I think lactose intolerant I have issues with milk but I'm not like allergic to milk anymore yeah I was gonna ask too when did you when was I okay after that because eventually you started giving me milk
2: right yeah this is the way the doctor told me to do it he said give you a bottle of soy formula with a quarter teaspoon of uh, milk in it for three days Mm -hmm. after three days increase it to a half of a teaspoon of milk and keep doubling it every three days so that you would build up the tolerances for milk, and that's how we. And honestly, if you want to know the truth, I think you're right, Lise. I think you know, you probably shouldn't be drinking milk, um, because yeah, you know, it it's not something that you, yeah,
1: it doesn't. I mean, especially when I drink straight milk, it definitely mm-hmm. doesn't agree
2: with me. I like yeah. cheese
1: too much, though, to yeah. like
2: completely, yeah, right, <laughs> something, yeah. It up, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's hard, I like to just like completely give up cheese because cheese is so delicious, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right, cool. Well, I wanted to ask, uh, I had one question that I thought of. So you said that recovery was a lot different with a vaginal birth versus a C section with me. Mm -hmm. Um, How was it different? Were you just not as sore or were you bleeding less or were you just, you felt like you could move around or?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just.
1: The second time.
2: Right. Just because the first time it was surgery, I was recovering from surgery, you know, and recovering and especially abdominal surgery. I mean, I years ago when I was 22, I had my appendix out. So I had had abdominal surgery at that point as well. So, um, yeah, surgery um, is far tougher to get over than just a vaginal birth. I mean, I really, you know, I'm sure I, I of course, bled with both of you. I don't know that um, one was worse than the other, and I don't really remember ever having any complications, you know, other than you know you're bleeding for a while and eventually mm-hmm. it stops. Um, so it, it, I don't remember that. It was just because it was surgery. Um, it was much more difficult to get over. I, w- I was sore. I remember having to walk, you know half yeah. bent over, you know for a while um, until and of course, when you have a new baby, it does, you know, okay, maybe your body is telling you, ow, when I get up, it hurts and I don't want, but you have a baby and every instinct yeah. is I need to take care of this baby. This baby is yeah. more important than me, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what it is. Um, so, but with a vaginal birth, I, I felt great right away. I really did. I mean, it just, you know, if if my first pregnancy, if my first birth had gone that way, I, you know, I would be like, wow, you know, I, I wouldn't had any fears about it at all even though i mean obviously it's painful but um you know the recovery and it's funny cuz you know i always say that you forget the pain you know mm-hmm. um until you get the first labor pain of the second pregnancy then all of a sudden like the memories flood back like oh, yeah. oh i remember this oh yeah <laughs> and it's not very good you block but, it out <laughs> yeah but i mean you know at that point what can you do about it but um Nothing yeah except, you know um, <laughs> except
1: you know, persevere. <laughs> That's right. That's all
2: you can. I mean, you have no choice, right? But thank goodness the Lord gives you that ability to forget. You know, because yeah. no one would have any other than one child, right? We'd all be oh no, totally only children. And
1: I mean, I think I said this in my birth story with Rylan, maybe I think, um, but yeah, I totally experienced that with him. Just, I mean, when that first one hit me, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> forgot about this (laughs) this is gonna happen or even just i mean it's kind of crazy because i remember with ryland i don't don't remember it as much with walter but like i remember with ryland it being so so bad and like i'm in so 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 much pain and this is so horrible and being done with him and him being born and being like oh my god there's like absolutely no way i'm ever 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 going to do that again that's terrible and then probably a week after that, I was like, I mean, I'm probably not going to have a third baby, but like, yeah, I was like, okay. Okay. It's it like, it really, it truly goes away that quickly.
2: Yeah. 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 Cause I have, I still have the text after you had the baby. He <laughs> texted me. I'm not having another one. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> after violent.
1: Yeah. I
2: know. <laughs> We're scaring Jen though now. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Yeah. It really? Is cr-
1: it is kind of crazy though. And I, I mean, I will say, I mean, I'm not trying to say, like, my labor's worse than anybody else's labor out there. But, like, I had two horrible, like, super bad back labors. Right. Yeah, that labor I, never
2: had right. Labor. I never had. Right. I never had. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you that, too. You yeah. never had no. all your contractions no. were in the front? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
2: But, I mean, I physically remember thinking there was, there was something on the wall. And I remember holding on to it. I mean, I thought I, and it was some kind of bracket or something. I swear I could have pulled it out of the wall. I was just, you know, because, you know, because, you know, the, the, what's the Lamaze classes that you go to and stuff and the breathing, then none of that worked for me. It really did not. I just, you know, none of it worked for me and I just could not really breathe through them. And maybe I you know, wasn't a good student or whatever, but you know, I, um, it didn't work for me for sure. You're talking
1: about with my birth, you took like classes beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's super common for people to go to birth classes. Even, you know, I, I have people say that after they take my birth class, say I only used one of your tips. I could only hold on and remember one of your things during transition when it was so, so bad because like the pain is just so overwhelming. Right. And that's all you can yeah. think about. Right. Yeah. I've always thought about that. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome to
3: take birth courses because you get all this education. But when it comes to the tips, like be a ragdoll, relax. It's like when you're actually in the moment, you don't think about that. You're just like, thinking about how much it hurts. And I mean, I don't know personally, but that's just what I can imagine that like all those tips kind of go out the window. And, well, and
0: yeah.
2: I think that, I think that I needed, I think I needed more education. I mean, yeah. again, right. that's all they offered back in those days, you know, is Lamaze. Right. That was it. Um, but I think that if I could have learned to have re- tried to relax the rest, because even just, you know, having edited your birth courses yeah. and and looking at stuff, I was like, wow, I wish I had known that then, you know, I right. really wish I had known that because, you know, back in those days, they didn't, you were lucky that you got birth courses. My mother's generation, basically they put you to sleep and, you know, the father woke up and you know, or that you woke up and they told your father what, what they had, you know, yeah. it's like those, that's the way things were in those days. Um, so certainly things were better for me. Um, but today, you know everybody is so educated and and you get a lot of different perspectives people didn't talk about this stuff back in the old days you know mm-hmm. so i think it's i mean there's you know it's just so much better and and like you said if i when i was reading your stuff i'd be like if i knew this mm-hmm. i think i could have it, it could have been so much better for me then but <laughs> well, good. definitely
1: Thanks for the promo, mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know I was over here talking about how it's like, oh, those tips won't even matter. But no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sure it's not for everybody. And mm. I really
2: also love, like,
3: you know, advocating for yourself because I feel like in the yes. old days
2: that was not very well known back then, and and you didn't dare do it. The doctor, yeah. what you listened to what the doctor. He was God. You listened yeah. to what that yeah. doctor said. Okay, right. You never questioned the doctor. Mm-hmm. My my mother still, as, you know, a senior and when we used to go to the doctor, you know, she would never question the doctor because that's the way you were raised. The doctor knows it all. You know nothing.
1: Yeah. 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 That's very interesting. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not to say that doctor i mean i know some very very smart well-educated doctors of course yeah i'm not
2: denigrating doctors at all right for sure
1: but it's very important to advocate for yourself and to ask questions and be educated
2: about the process because the with education that takes away the fear because so much of it is the unknown and not knowing you you need to be educated about the process for sure right Mm -hmm.
1: well great well i think that's a great way to wrap it up Okay. Thank you guys for coming okay. on. you. Yeah.
2: All. Okay. Thank Thanks.
1: Happy 2020. <laughs> this is the last episode of oh, 2020. Thank so.
2: goodness 2020
1: is over. <laughs> I know. Praise <laughs> the Lord. I think it's gonna maybe 20 December 31st at uh, you know 11:59. The clock's gonna gonna tick to 2021, and just like everything's maybe. Think everything's just going to go back to normal and everything. I I doubt it, but at least least we'll be be closer
2: to normal, right? That's for sure. So, yeah, that's
1: That's right. All right. Well, thanks,
2: guys. Okay. We'll see you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you. Take care, guys. Mm -hmm. Bye bye.
1: Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money-back guarantee, so if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code Podcast Listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.